0: You're listening to Panthers on Tap. I'm Curtis Round. Bryson Carbley sadly cannot make it this evening. It's a big night for Panthers Nation. We got a lot to get to, so join us. Crack open a cold one, some bubbly, a little wine, some scotch. We don't give a shit. Whatever makes you sleep better at night. Before we dive into today's episode, a little self-promotion. Stop what you're doing. Go give us a follow on Twitter at Panthers on Tap. Join the discussion on our Facebook group, Panthers on Tap. We have over 2,500 members. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search Panthers on tap. Don't forget to follow Bryson and I on Twitter at Coach Rule and at Curtis underscore round. Again, ladies and gentlemen, it is a big night for Panthers Nation. Man, how things have changed. First day of tampering. Fitter gets some depth on the offensive line. Signs Cam Irving and Pat Elfline. Fans... Weren't big fans of it on Twitter, and then got to give these guys a little bit a minute. The Panthers stayed quiet yesterday, and then on the first official day of free agency, the FUD gates open up on defense. My man Fitterer signs not one, not two, but three guys on the defensive side of the ball. First, it was inside linebacker Denzel Perriman, then pass rushers to Son Reddick and Morgan Fox. Joining us on tonight's episode of Panthers on Tap, the man, the myth, the legend, Elgato Grande, a.k.a. the Big Cat. Big Cat, I can only imagine your excitement right now.
1: Oh, man, it's orgasmic. Super
0: Bowl almost. <laughs> <laughs> the defense went from dog shit to good in a day. Facts. Big facts. Let's go with Paraman right off the top. What do you think of this signing you get? You go from to hear Whitehead last year. Well, let's jump back a little bit. You went from Luke Eakley to uh-huh. Tahir Whitehead, and now we are getting Denzel Perriman. There's some injury issues there, but this guy, he, he's got some power, man.
1: Let me tell you something. If, the, if there was a such thing as a heat-seeking missile on the field, he's that guy. I mean, he's a downhill, hard nose popping He's a snot-bubbling kind of guy. I mean, if you come tiptoeing around him, he's going to have some snot bubbles coming at your nose. And this is what we needed here. Last year on um, third down, we were ranked 31st. Out of 199 attempts, we gave up 98 third downs, unacceptable. And that has a lot to do with linebacker play. You know what I mean? It has a lot to do with up front play as well. You know what I mean? If, if, if the defense can draw double teams, then the linebackers have to fill the gaps. You got to fill the gaps. And um, no disrespect to Tahir Whitehead, but he couldn't fucking do it. And uh, this guy right here has made his name on doing that. He's from the University of Miami, that kind of a guy. Um, not only is that, he's a hell of a, a, a coverage linebacker something that we struggle with as well with him. Shaq Hassan Riddick, uh, Jermaine Carter, you're looking at probably one of the best linebackers uh, core in the, in the NFC South. Dare I say they're better than Tampa Bay. And, and that's tough because you got Shaquille Barry, Levante, David. You also got a uh, Devin white. So yo, you, you may be looking at the start of something special here, but there's a is definitely the biggest signing of today.
0: Yeah. You, Phil snow is salivating right now. I yeah. mean, what worries me a little bit about Perryman is his cover him in coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, but that guy can fly around and he is going to open things up. I believe for Shaq Thompson to move a little a bit minute. more.
1: What, what do you mean you worry cover in coverage?
0: In uh, coverage. He improved last year, but that is one thing that I would say is a downside for him is, is the covering in the past game. That guy can fly around and he, he can hit backs all day long, but. When you need a middle linebacker to cover someone, I'm going to, that, that's something I'm going to worry about. But, but you got Jeremy Chin for that. And that's where I think that's going to come into play um, with Phil Snow's defense here.
1: Stop it. Stop it with that shit there. Tom Brady, <laughs> the, the GOAT, the MVP, you know who that guy is? Check this out. Last year, when, when the Chargers played the Buccaneers, Denzel Perriman graded out against the GOAT in coverage out of 91.6, his best coverage grade of the year, according to ProFootballFocus.com. I don't think it's nothing wrong with his coverage here, man. Um, is, he, is he the best coverage uh, linebacker in the NFL? No, but I think he can hold his own there. You know what I mean? But um, it's definitely an uh, improvement from Tahir Whitehead. And um, my only thing is here, you know, who, who's going to help him out in coverage? To me, it seems like we got an edge rusher or a pass rusher in Riddick. Riddick is a hell of a pass rusher. Um, Shaq Thompson, we all know, he's a hell of a run stuffer. Jermaine Carter is a hell of a run stuffer. And our decent linebacker when it comes to coverage is him now. I don't know if it's going to be enough here, but I, you, you best believe when it comes to getting after to the quarterback on third down, when it comes to stopping the run, they can do it. But I'm not quite so – as a unit as an entire unit that we can cover everybody as an entire unit but I think he can do better than most of the players already on the team
0: I I mean I don't disagree with you he's definitely an upgrade from Tahir Whitehead night and day it's I mean it's Tahir Whitehead was a piece of shit that was a horrible (laughs) signing horrible (laughs) signing by Marty Herney that guy was in wrong gaps half the time wasn't making tackles couldn't cover it was just It was a mistake from the beginning and I I I feel like a lot of Panther fans knew that coming into the gate. I mean this guy, he just he wasn't he wasn't in.
1: Yeah, what's that shit called when you hire somebody because uh you ain't got no choice? What's that? (laughs) (laughs) Affirmative action (laughs) 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 high. Fucking affirmative action high. That's what he was. Because the motherfucker <laughs> can't play.
0: Oh, <laughs> he well, we couldn't. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You know, in Reddick, a lot of fans, a lot of fans, I mean, a lot of fans saw wanted this to happen. You saw the Temple ties. I tweeted this out. That Temple, the Carolina train, it just keeps on coming. Yeah. It keeps on coming with rule. Yeah,
1: yeah. A lot of people already giving feedback on Twitter, like, uh, flack on Twitter about it. But... I like it because he produced. I mean, what the yeah. hell's
0: wrong with Son Reddick? He had his yeah. best year last year. Well,
1: here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this is why I don't understand. People are saying he's a three-four linebacker. He doesn't transition to a, a you know four, Phil three Snow loves that
0: three-four. Hey, yeah. Three three-down linemen. You went for four-man rush to three-man rush when Phil Snow came in. Exactly. And you're looking at Brian Burns, who's ne- not necessarily
1: a four-three line our defense end, but he can hold his own in the three-four too. So I don't get why people are already ready to shoot that move down, Hassan Riddick move. It's perfect move to me. You got one of the best to do it when it comes to spin moves and, and, and um shedding blocks and Brian Burns. So I'm pretty sure both of those guys on either side of the line, it's going to be hell, man. It's going to be hell when it comes to third down and, and pass rushing.
0: Yeah, and you look, you got Reddick on one side, Burns on the other, and then you're rotating E2 Gross Matos out, in and out. Yep. I mean, yep. h- keeping him fresh and flying around, that those D ends is – Mm-hmm. I mean, you. it went from Brian Burns, a dominant player, and now you have two dominant players plus one that's up and coming in Matos. I mean, this, yep. this D line is going to get, it's, it's going to be scary, man. They're going to, they are going to be, they're going to be mean this year. That's not
1: not to mention we got Morgan Fox who has six sacks and F.A. O'B- F.A. Obata had five and a half sacks. So quality depth. I, I mentioned this on my show the other night, you got to have quality depth. The good teams that make long playoff runs, they have depth. You know what I mean? They don't just have superstars that can rotate guys in. When my, when my first team gets tired, it's time for us to throw the second wave at you. And we don't stop. And we're going to come after you. And we're going to beat you down. We're going to get to your quarterback. We're going to stuff your running back. We're going to make life miserable for your ass for four quarters. Not just when the starters are in. But I'm talking about when the backup's in. You know what I mean? So, yeah. perfect move here. Um, And I'm glad we got rid of Stephen Weatherly. You know, the guy wanted to fucking blow glass and shit. You know, so now we got the only the exci- I,
0: I mentioned this on our show a couple weeks ago. The only yeah. thing exciting about Weatherly was his goddamn goggles. <laughs> Let's be real here. I mean, there was not – that guy, and he he's the one who came out and said he was complacent. Get yeah. You were trash last year. Get yeah. your ass back to Minnesota. Yeah, get
1: your lazy ass up out of here. I, I didn't <laughs> like that.
0: You know what I mean? So, so, so listen right here. And this is what I got to say
1: about that. You know, when you're, when I watch, did you watch the, uh, the, uh, the retirement ceremony with Olsen and Thomas Davis? When you every man those it, yeah. When those guys dedicated what they brought to the game and they go over all their stories and, and how much they left on the field. And then you hear some guy with some fucking ski goggles on talking about he got complacent. It, it makes you angry. Like, seriously, I was angry. I'm like, how did you come to Carolina and follow in the footsteps of guys like you know, Olsen and Thomas Davis, and keep pounding and that mantra and not leave it all on the field. So, yeah, I'm glad we got rid of him. It looks like we upgraded with Morgan Fox.
0: Yeah. And going back to your point about, you know, all four quarters, you like the depth is you saw last year. A lot of the time, Brian Burns getting double team third, Mm -hmm. fourth quarter. not no, no, no one else getting home on the quarterback. Yeah. With Reddick now, that's not happening. You aren't double teaming Burns because you got wor- to worry about Reddick. Then now you got Derek Brown in his second year. He is going to come into form here with those two guys. I mean, and we can't we can't forget KK might come back through all this. They might sign him on. They hold on. They might sign, <laughs> him, on, they might sign him on. They might sign him on a Charles Johnson deal a few years back. with Charles Johnson did get him cheap. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if they get him cheap. Get him nah, down. He, he's
1: over the hill, man. Uh, his best days are behind him. Uh, no disrespect. I like the guy. He's a nice fellow. Yeah, uh, but to
0: come in for to, to come in for five to ten plays in a game, you wouldn't like that? I would take Zach Kerr with the, uh, off of KK right now. I, I agree with you there. <laughs> I agree with you. And I was going to get yeah. to that in a little while. Zach yeah. Kerr, that release didn't make no sense to me whatsoever because that guy was a beast. He reminded me a lot of Kyle Love. Yeah. I mean, he came in, he did his job and he got his job done and he did it well. And that's, I don't know what the hell they were thinking. And with that move, I i just don't get it. And he, yeah, it I wasn't that know. much. He wasn't that much. You didn't save much. You saved a million, 1.2 million. I think it was like, right. Yeah.
1: On. I don't get that movie either, man. And it, it all just, you know, see the Panthers are very mysterious when it comes to making moves and shit. They like to do last minute surprises and stuff. I don't know if they're trying to make, you know, as much room as they can for the Deshaun Watson push. Um, I don't know if they see somebody in the draft they like. You just won't know until the last minute with the Panthers and, and they move that they're making.
0: Yeah, let's go to some in not-so-surprising news. We'll, we'll call it breaking news right now. The Washington football team signed Curtis Samuel to a three-year deal this evening. What did you think of it? It was three years, 34 and a half. I mean, I'm excited for him. I'm glad he got paid. Mm-hmm. Would I have liked to have seen him in Carolina? Yeah, but reality, it just wasn't happening with the Taylor Moten signing.
1: Woo! I didn't know today was trash day. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> listen, Curtis Samuel, nice guy. Let's just go ahead, and, and I'm going to be a little disrespectful here because he I'll tell you a quick story here. He passed up on me over an autograph, and he went to go sign right next to me. So, yeah, it's a little personal, but hey, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah that whatever. Ain't cool. That yeah, ain't but fuck cool. him. Fuck him (laughs) now. He's got to watch the Redskins. Oh, he watched the football team. So, check this out. All seriousness. When it comes to his production, you got to consider his class to be a bus now. Juju, Galladay, Chris Godwin all were drafted in the same draft class. Everybody except Godwin are now free agents. Well, Galladay just signed with the Bengals here. So, you got to think of this class being a bus. And when it comes to him, I wasn't necessarily impressed. You know, first year he came in, he had the heart issue. You know, I'm glad he got better, got healthy and shit. Um and ever since then he's been a gadget receiver. Reverses, screens, he can give you some uh, some quick energy plays, stuff like that. But I don't need a running back to play receiver. I don't need no gadget guy to play receiver. He's still he's still on the team. Him and Godwin are still on the team. So with that being said, I'm just not I'm not sold on him, never was sold on him. And uh I don't believe if Christian McCaffrey was hurt, who says he put these numbers up this year?
0: He's a oh, yeah. you're right, he probably would have. Yeah. He have. there. I mean, you have Robbie Anderson, D.J. Moore, and Chris McCaffrey. He ain't putting up those rushing numbers at all.
1: And don't give me this shit about he didn't have no quarterback, okay? I'm hearing you right now. I'm looking in the chat right now. You guys are going to give me shit. He didn't have no quarterback thrown to him. D.J. Moore had a 1,100-yard, two straight season. He played with a fucked up Cam Newton. He played with a trash Kyle Allen. And he played with a trash Teddy Bridgewater for the past two seasons. And all he did was go out there and produce. So either it's in you or it's not in you. And I don't think it's in him, but uh, shout out. But to I will defend
0: team. him on this. I don't think Ron Rivera used him up to his potential. They <laughs> used him like he was supposed to be used the last couple seasons. Oh,
1: yeah? Well, don't worry. They're going to get a lot of uh, uh, misuse out of him
0: <laughs> Which is why I'm thinking, why did you go to them? Because those first couple years he was there, I mean, that guy, That what they did last year with him is how you got to use him because mm-hmm. that's how he was used at Ohio State. Yeah. And he did well with it. Nah, I'm just not sold. I'm not for 34 million. What is it? 34 million for three years? No, I mean it. It was It was. It was too much. I mean, I'm glad Carolina didn't spend it. I'm glad they went the mountain route. They needed yeah. it. They needed Taylor. He's a bigger need than Curtis Samuel as a third wide receiver on the team. Mm-hmm. And with Christian McCaffrey coming back healthy, you don't need him.
1: I'll take one of these guys coming up to draft. Shaq Smith from Mari Rogers from Clemson. You got a Fuller. Bell Fuller. You, gotta, you can reel into Deshaun that way. We're wife. not done yet. We're not done yet when it comes to moves. But uh, I hope he does well. Now, <laughs> it's personal, man. Don't worry. It's personal for me with, with him, but it's all right.
0: What about the tampering The tampering signings? Cam Irving, Pat, Pat Elfline. What did you think of those guys? I know a lot of fans on Twitter were pissed off about it because – those guys' track record as of late has not looked very good. What do you think of those moves? Well,
1: I'm probably one of them guys. I'm not really uh, high on this move, but I will respect the fact that they at least looked in the free agent market for off of the lineman. Um, it seems like Matt Roy's stigma of finding guys who uh, 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 have failed from grace and he feels like he can build them up or. You know what I mean? You know, he used to be off of the line coach with the Giants. And, you know, you got our off the line coach, Pat Meyer. So I don't know if he has to offer the line magic or whatever. I just – I don't like the whole thing with those guys not finishing seasons because of injuries. I don't care if they were a former first-rounder. I don't care if they had this talent and that talent. Sometimes you just got to leave shit alone. And like I said on my live stream the other day, you know, if you only shop at the Dollar Tree for certain items, you know, you go get some toothpaste or whatever from Dollar Tree – but you don't go to the Dollar Tree to get some lumber to build your, your deck, okay? And these guys look like, you know, Dollar Tree lumber. I don't want to use that, you know, but it is what it is. Like, I got to let it play out. I just got to let it play out, you know?
0: But, yeah, uh, I, think, I think one of them you can hit on a guard. I think they can get a guard out of one of them. Yeah. Ho- hopefully it's, you know, sustainable for the season. Mm-hmm. And then one of them is going to provide – Cam Irving looks like he provides some position flexibility, played tackle and guard. So that might be, and I know Rule Rule time and time again talks about position flexibility. Guys play in multiple positions, so mm-hmm. that I mean it made it made sense for Rule, and I I mean I get it, and I think adding some depth there is nice. But they're I definitely think they're going to address it in the draft.
1: I mean, what they, the fuck st- is this?
0: they still don't have a left tackle. Yeah, and. But again, the draft is tackle heavy this year. So maybe that's where they're going to get one in the second or third round. I don't see it in the first. I don't. Uh, And we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a little bit. But yeah, but I I don't know. I just think the moves, fans hate them. I'm more patient. Let's see how it plays out. We don't know where these eyes are going to fall in the place on the offensive line. And let's see if Rule can make it happen.
1: Well, I don't like that whole term you just mentioned, position flexibility. I mean, what is this, high school? You know, in high school, you go both ways and you share three different positions. This is the NFL. You got a purse, five motherfuckers that play a specific position, and they do that specific position well. Why do why we got to split a goddamn position? Are we cheap now? <laughs> I don't get they that.
0: They have too many needs. That. That's the problem. They have too many needs. They need they need position yeah. flexibility. Jeremy Chin's a perfect example. Yeah. They knew they didn't have great linebackers last year, they so they yeah. drafted him and said, well, we'll throw this guy in that linebacker until we find him.
1: Well, I'm telling you, I'm warning them against that. If, if you sit here and ride Jeremy Chin and let him play in the box, you remember this guy by the name Bob Sanders with the Colts? Um, he won defensive player of the year playing in the box, and he ended up getting hurt, you know what I mean, career in the injury. So, you know, I know he can do it just because your car can go 170 miles per hour. You don't mean you push it at 170 miles per hour. So you better find some people that can do one thing really well. You know what I mean? But that's a debate I always have. You know what I mean? Uh, Position as a player versus a person that can do one thing really well. I go back and forth with the fans and stuff. But, you know. I get it. You know.
0: I understand it. Yeah. You know, with the defensive signings today, there's still a glaring need right now. Mm -hmm. It's cornerback. It's no secret. Is that you think that's going to be next? Is that going to be tonight, tomorrow? You, are there any guys in particular you like?
1: Um, my guy was Shaquille Griffin. Uh, I don't know if Mike Hilton's still out there. Um, safety as well. That's another position that we need to get filled. But I think they're going to the draft. You know, you got Richie Grant, Adarius Washington. You got the kid from uh, Syracuse. And then you got Richard LeCount from the University of Georgia. So those are some options for the Panthers when it comes to safety. Uh, when it comes to cornerback, you still got a few in the draft, not a whole lot. So um out there in free agency right now. I can't think of nobody off the top of my head, but um, if I had to make a, make a guess what's next when it comes to the Panthers free agency, I would go corner. I will go corner or defensive tackle. We still need a defensive tackle here. Uh, all we got on our roster right now is Brave Young Roy, Austin Larkins, and, um, uh, Brown, so it could be defensive tackle, safety, or cornerback.
0: Just expect one of those moves. Yeah, what what are your thoughts on Troy Pride and Stanley <laughs> Oliver? Uh, what do you think of what do you think of those guys? <laughs> oh man,
1: really with the tough ones. Uh, listen, man, it's it's too early to tell, but uh, you know, Troy Pride, you know, he struggled down the stretch. I think Stanley Oliver Thomas, in the Kansas City Chiefs game, he showed up. He showed up and played so. I mean, I got faith in him, you know, to develop um, Troy pride, you know, he has some intangibles. there. He got to get better. Um, I just, I don't know, man, right now it's too early for me to really kind of say yay or nay, but I just say, uh, you know, I really got faith. I like, I like Oliver Thomas. I really do like Oliver Thomas and pride is he has to grow me. He hasn't quite grown on me yet
0: yeah i I jump down I jumped down Pride Strode. i I'm, I'm not a big fan of him, but I got to be patient because i I wasn't a fan of Dante Jackson either, and he surprised me this past season. so oh, yeah. if he stays healthy, if he yeah. stays healthy uh, yeah. but you, you there's some guys out there. I mean AJ. Boye, Casey mm, yeah. Hayward, yep. Desmond Truefront, no. Jason McCordy, and another one I mentioned a few weeks ago, and I think this is a possibility because he's got a tie is Kevin King. And a lot of fans are going to hate that because oh, he's sold on. He sucked in green Bay <laughs> last year. Let me finish. Damn it. He sucked oh, in green shit. Bay last year, but in 2019, he had five interceptions in 2019 and his coach, his quarterbacks coach is now the cornerbacks coach in Carolina. There no. is the tie there. And if he can get back to his 2019 form, I was just talking to a Packers fan. One of my buddies tonight, and he keeps giving me shit about it. If he can get back to his 2019 form, he can be decent. But my buddy brought up, he bites on the double move heart. And Dante yes. Jackson did that, though, to his first season. He improved mm-hmm. this past year. But that's another guy who would probably come cheap. And I would take Kevin King over wow. Troy Pride Jr. or Oliver. That's just me.
1: Well, let me tell you something about that 2019 season. You ever heard the phrase even sunshine on dog ass"? Well, that was his asking, <laughs> <Shandall>. <laughs> Man, in Shondell. He did have Jari moment.
0: Alexander across from you. You're right. You're right. Yeah, You're, right.
1: Exactly. You're right. So let's not let's not play that. But listen, I would not be surprised because of the connection that he has with our coaching staff that he could be on there. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Um, but I want to be surprised.
0: I'm in, inclined to take Casey Hayward. Yeah, you know but are, hold on. Are you up? saying the Kevin King thing If if the Tampa Bay game didn't happen? Are you yeah. still saying that? You don't want – take the Tampa Bay N- mm. NFC Championship game away. You Are you still saying you don't want Kevin Kane? Yeah, I don't want that motherfucker. He can go <laughs> work at Burger King for all I care. <laughs> at least give him McDonald's. Don't disrespect no. the man. Come on. No,
1: he has to go work at Burger King. <laughs> Live up to his legacy and shit. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, listen, man, he has potential. But at, at this point in time, what the Panthers showed me today was enough sitting back waiting to develop guys. They're following what Bill Belichick did in day one. Bill Belichick said, fuck going out here, trying to play safe and develop guys and hope for, they're saying, we're trying to win now. We're going to stack the table on defense. We're going to get what we need on offense, and we're ready to make a run at it. If anything, you guys should be happy because the Panthers lost eight games by less than a score in the final drive. Okay? And that was with the one of the bad worst defense in the NFL last year. So what do you think they're going to do now? Yeah,
0: they struggle at the start yeah. of the year. They struggle they, hard. they still
1: were in eight games in the final drive. So imagine what they're going to do with Riddick, with Pyramid. You know what I mean? With my man, uh, we just brought in from um, Fox. Fox. I mean, oh, man. If we can get a safety in a corner, not Kevin King, but a corner safety, I think we
0: can really make a run at this shit, man. And Drew... Yeah, Richard Sherman's out there, yeah. too. That I mean, that's another veteran they yeah. could bring in. They need someone who's lengthy, yeah. too. You know, Dante Jackson, he's got the speed. But they need someone that can go to toe-to-toe with Mike Evans and Julio Jones. I mean, they need a guy like that. I like Keith so. Washington
1: out of uh, – uh, excuse me, Keith uh, – what is it, Keith? I think, yeah, Keith from Washington, the cornerback up there from the Huskies. Long, physical. He's a man-to-man kind of corner, man. He played press real well. I won't mind taking him in the fourth and fifth round bringing him on um there's another corner out there I think from from Florida if I'm not mistaken but
0: you're talking Keith Taylor
1: Keith, Keith Taylor. Taylor yeah thank you thank you Keith Taylor I won't mind getting him in the draft late but uh right now we, we still need pieces in the secondary yeah you, know, you know what i mean but if we can get pressure well we've seen that we saw well, that we've seen that before we've seen what a. do you remember uh Revere's Ron, Ron final year? You remember we, we were second in the lead in the sacks, and we still missed the playoffs. Yep. So it don't matter yep. about getting fucking pressure if you guys can't give them touchdowns and shit. So you know what I mean? So,
0: yeah. You got to have a balance. I mean, you can cover up some of the holes with pressure, but yeah. you got to have balance.
1: We were second in the lead in sacks and missed the playoff. How does that happen at? <laughs> So, so it doesn't so, yeah. happen yeah.
0: man it happens with the Panthers it don't happen often so, so I think it's
1: important that we address all these moves and nice and stuff that we you know what I mean getting pressure and all this shit but we got to fix the corner and secondary spot immediately and I don't want to trust it in a rookie's hand I mean we can get a rookie for debt purposes but uh if we can get a guy like Hayward or somebody out there why not man we need some veterans that have been around the block that that know a few things
0: are you a fan of going after certain in the first no, round?
1: No, I'm not Not trying to go after certain. I'm not trying to go after him right now. Again, um, do you remember the guy from uh, Ohio State? What was his name last year? Uh, the kid from Ohio State, the cornerback.
0: Yeah, it's, it's escaping me. It's escaping me. He went me. Number,
1: like, what was it, number five, number six. What's his name? Ah.
0: He went to yeah. the Lions. He went to yeah, the he
1: Lions. dirty by uh, Devontae Adams or, or Adam Thielen. They had him turning around covering people. I ain't never seen a cornerback cover somebody backwards, but uh, that's what happened to rookie cornerbacks when they're going up against guys like Adams and Julio Jones. So I don't want to put my guy up or something like that. I need a veteran to come in. Jeff
0: Jeff Okuda. Okuga, yeah, Okuga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I the, I was I I kind of was hoping Carolina would dab at him if they got him, but he didn't he didn't no. fall. No. We got to talk to Sean sure. Watson. It's all over mm-hmm. Twitter. It it it. it you know, Joe person has been on this story since the beginning and he's been, you know, David Tepper's all in, um, his most recent article on the athletic, he said that the Panthers were locked in. This could be their a, B and C option Mm -hmm. right now. What do you think of that? Are you the, are you on the Watson bandwagon? You want him in Carolina? Or you think they need to stick with Bridgewater and draft a rookie?
1: No, I'm all in with Watson here, but, um, I'm trying, to, I'm trying not to get too high because I don't want to have a, a hard fall, you know what I mean? So um, there's a lot of things that Deshaun Watson brings, and the playmaker is one of them. It's something that we missed last year in the final eight games, you know, the final stretches of eight games uh, last year with uh, Teddy Bridgewater. But, um, no, I don't think it's the A, B, and C, and D plan. I think the A plan is Watson. I think the B plan is to trade up and adjust the fields. I think the C plan is to trade back, pick up an extra pick, and uh, possibly get um, uh, a Mac Jones. And then I think the D plan is to trade back off of the line while picking up an extra pick. So the say A, B, C, and D, it sounds felonious right there, but I'm not going to say that. But, uh, yeah, if we can get Watson, let me let me ask you this. Would you give up your whole draft class, maybe two draft class for him?
0: You're talking all seven yes. rounds? Two two straight years. Two straight years? No, I won't take that much no. to get him. I don't think so. No. Um, would I give up one draft class? I'd consider it. I, I mean, I mean, all, all the entire, I mean, the, the signings they have right now, the, the guys they have on their team right now, if they all floated Bridgewater and gave up this entire draft, the 2021 draft, and they got Watson and maybe in a first round next year and maybe a first round the year after mm-hmm. that, I definitely consider that because you're you're bringing in Watson you have a young defense that's up and coming. You keep all your offensive guys. You have McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, DJ yep. Moore with Deshaun Watson. Like, holy yep. shit! This team is a playoff team immediately. Yes, yes. If they aren't ten and six this year with Deshaun Watson, <laughs> yeah. there's something that's way wrong. Yeah. So, I, you got to consider it. And and I know the Reddit. I know the Reddick uh, signing is big and everything, but you got to also consider is Brian Burns. In no, the mix? Hell no. If, if, they nope. if they would deal him if they would deal him because did you see the trade today with Russell Wilson, the bears, what they offered yeah. They offered three first rounders, a second rounder, and they offered, I heard they offered Mack was in the mix, Khalil Mack and someone else. And the Seahawks declined. Wow. I wonder if they had Roquan Smith in there or maybe maybe. i'm not sure if he was in that mix but i i did see a report of mac potential there was a couple players in the mix and mac might have been one of them so three first rounders a second rounder and then a couple players from the bears they tried and they ended up with andy Dalton. No, sorry. the red rifle huh yeah Talk about lumber at the Dollar exactly. Tree. That's worse. That's a condom
1: at the Dollar Tree. Let's be yeah. real there. <laughs> yeah, that's a pap smear right there. I wouldn't trust that. I would not trust that shit, man. Andy, Dahl, they'll be back in the top five draft picks next year. Trust me.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I do hope they – my number one choice is Watson, obviously. He would make this – he would bring both Carolinas together. He'd put this team even more on the map, and that's what Tepper wants, clearly. Yeah. I mean, I'm—he's definitely the engineer in this decision. Um, But it'll be interesting to see how this plays out because it seems like it's developing. They—they signed Jacoby Brissett yesterday. The Texans did. So no, 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 it's not Jacoby Brissett. Tyrod Taylor, excuse me. (laughs) Tyrod Taylor. So I mean, the, the things are starting to open up here, and. I mean, uh, John McClain, Texans reporter. I'm I don't, I'm sure you follow you. you I'm sure you follow yeah. him. Yeah. Houston Chronicles said today that he expects Watson will know he will he'll be traded. So yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. That's that that whole I'm situation sure.
1: is crazy, man. With the blackmail or, it look, or it looks like blackmail, if you ask me, with the whole trying to sue him. And
0: well, yeah, and I, I don't want to get too much into that, but you yeah. know, there's the root there's the the first allegation that the attorney was neighbors with cal mcnair but then i also saw reports today that there's going to be more women coming forward so that is just a whole other mess that at face value take it as this guy seems like he's got good character, but you, yeah. you also got to listen to the allegations. You can't discount those at all.
1: Yeah, oh. but at the timing, man. The fucking no, timing. The timing
0: is weird. It is weird. <laughs> I mean, it is. Where There's no doubt year? about it. There is no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy it. You got me. <laughs> well, let's go to Trey Lance. It, it was last week. He had his pro day. I mean, that guy could show up in his underwear. What What did you think of that? Man, can he really,
1: really sling it? He has some zip on that ball there, man. It's a hell of a hell of a uh, arm on him. But at the end of the day, his arm talent has never been in question. Um, you know, I think he still has a lot of things to develop there. No doubt, man, he has the ceiling of a Russell Wilson. I mean, if he's going to make that ceiling or not, I just don't know. But that's what he could potentially be. Um, I looked at some of his games. It seems like he hesitates to pull the trigger on big plays. He, has to be, he kind of be in his head a little bit too much. Um, sliding is the issue at times. Um, just little things that he needs to fix, man. And sometimes when he's under pressure, his mechanics tend to be sloppy. As long as he has time, he goes through his progression. He set his feet. He step up in the pocket. He does the little things that you expect him to do. But under pressure, it can get kind of iffy there. And I, I'm not willing to deal with a project quarterback at number eight. Um, you know, he'll be good at somebody like the Falcons sit, sit behind Matt Ryan where he could develop and learn how to become a a, a good quarterback. But, uh, you know, it's all depending on what the Panthers are trying to do. And every move that they made so far is signaling that they're trying to compete this year. If the Panthers are trying to stockpile and trying to build going into the uh, 2022 or whatever, then pull the trigger on Lance. You know what I mean? Let him go out there and let him get some tough lumps on him. Like Justin Herbert. Like Justin Herbert went out there. He just kind of went through you know, his rookie, you know, his rookie uh, fraternity. He shocked a lot
0: of people. He shocked a lot of people. Yeah. I'm curious going, going to Herbert, Mm -hmm. there was some rumblings that Carolina Matt rule likes him. I'm curious if the chargers didn't get him, would he be on the Panthers right now? I've always wondered that. uh,
1: I think that whole COVID shit went down, man. And just, I know, I know Herney had went to his pro day and then that was the last pro day he went to then COVID happened. You know what I mean? So I'm with you, man. We we probably already we have our quarterback with Herbert if uh if uh Chargers then jump what the well, Chargers were in front of us and make that pick.
0: Yeah, Trey Lance. I mean, you saw he's got the arm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that guy can sling that ball. I, I've watched some of his games in 2019 because he only played one yeah. last year. Constantly moving his feet in the pocket, which you like to see. He doesn't go down with arm tackles almost every time uh, the first defender hits him he's bouncing off he's getting out of that it, it's taken two three defenders yeah. to get him down got great escapability which you like teddy bridgewater yeah. don't have that um he's got mm-hmm. a good deep ball i think he's in a- inaccurate at times in the short game he had a couple missed throws in his pro his pro day i mean it wasn't a perfect pro day he he was inaccurate throwing to the right yeah. for some reason um you know, you have the raw, everyone says he's raw. He doesn't, yeah. you know, he's, he doesn't play the key. He doesn't have a competition level playing at North right. Dakota state um, in that conference. So, I mean, there's some concern there, and maybe that's where he sits a couple games yeah. to get in. I've mentioned this a few episodes ago. He's got to learn to slide. He's got to learn <laughs> to slide. I don't, I don't get, I don't get how people don't know how to slide. I mean, he, you're, I mean, unless you didn't. I played baseball, so maybe I'm a little biased here. But I mean, you learn that you learn that middle school on a damn slide. Like, what's well, the, like, the competitive nature? That's the competitive
1: nature. Don't yeah. want to go down. Want to fight for the extra yardage. But you do that shit in the NFL, you're gonna be missing teeth. You're gonna be seeing a dentist on Monday. So you don't want
0: to, yeah, exactly. And I don't want to go exactly. through that again. Like I mean,
1: with Cam Newton. No disrespect to Cam, but just the whole trying to teach your quarterback to slide and. Set your feet, and you know, what I mean, just because you got a big arm doesn't make you a good quarterback. I keep trying to tell my that. You can have the biggest arm in the world, but you know, if you don't know how to got them, put finesse and touch on the passes. If you don't know when to take a sack, don't know when to slide. I mean, you're just, I mean, you're, you're spinning your wheels, and we we done that before, and, and it worked out one time when Cam took us to the Super Bowl. But if I'm not mistaken, three out of his uh, nine years, it was just you know, that was it. I think we got three good years out of him. So I, I don't know, man, just. I'm not one to go through that right now. Deshaun Watson's my be-all, end-all, and if not, Mac Jones is there, and I guess we can, you know, ride with him. I don't know. Shit.
0: <laughs> you, you like Justin Fields, though. I, I'm a big Justin Fields yeah. guy. I, if it ain't Watson, I'd like to see them draft teams. Yeah,
1: again, he, he puts me in the mindset of Cam.
0: Yeah, but you he know. know uh, watch some, some of his games. He knows when this – he doesn't take those unnecessary hits he'll get out of bounds he yeah. kind of reminds me of a russell wilson where he slides down when he needs to he takes off when he has to and he gets out of bounds he ain't trying to plow through guys like trey lances and yeah. that's and i think that's where the difference is a little bit
1: yeah one thing i love about justin though is his competitive nature he's a tough guy he's tough as nails man you know and i wish my bulldogs georgia bulldogs were able to keep him down here but uh
0: Oh, that was put on display in the Clemson game. I mean, what yeah. that guy did in that game was, oh, my God. He, he rose right up the charts in that game when he yeah. – what he did. Incredible. Tough as nails.
1: Tough as nails, man. And I, I got to give that to him. I won't take that away from him. I don't know. Should we trade up to get him or what, you, what
0: do you think? I'd hate to do it, but if you don't get Watson – and you have an opportunity to trade up, and if they don't give up too much, I think you, I think you got to get Fields. Mm-hmm. I really like Fields. Uh, I, I think he could be a really good quarterback. Um, and I think you know it, it sucks. Every fan talks about it—the Washington Football Team game when yeah. they won. That hurts because they'd yep. be sitting at three right now. But you know, I. I think if Fields is there and he might slip a little bit. I mean, Atlanta this week restructuring Mm -hmm. Matt Ryan, they might not take quarterback anymore. Which a lot of people, which a lot of people thought. So and Dolphins and Jets, I mean, everyone thinks everyone thinks, I mean, someone's gonna trade up maybe the Dolphins. Jets, everyone's thinking they're gonna get Zach Wilson. I don't think that's set in stone yet either. I I don't think so. Either I I think Jets could surprise and they could. They might not take quarterback. Well, Maybe the last thing shocks. I heard,
1: last thing I heard was the Niners could be uh, interested in um, Sam Shitlow. I mean, Donald.
0: Oh yeah, don't get me started on Sam Darnold. <laughs> that guy is trash. I uh, I just Bryson, Bryson ain't on here to defend himself. He he likes Darnold. I wouldn't touch that guy with a ten foot pole. Hell no, no, thank you. He is not an upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater. He's, he's a not. Teddy Bridgewater. Why waste draft capital on him? I don't – it's just – no. That's facts. a project. No, thank you.
1: That's facts. <laughs> when, he's, when, when I heard him say he was seeing ghosts and shit, I said, okay. Yeah, I don't want you, man. You remember when he was playing the Patriots game and they was th- he was out there and they were throwing interceptions. interception and I'm seeing ghosts? You don't know how to read defenses and shit? You know what I mean? We already don't have enough of that.
0: Had enough of that. Exactly. Exactly. Well, let's step away from football a little bit. We'll get to some of these, you know, I, we're, I'm just curious. These are just curiosity questions. They're kind of sure, stupid, sure. but that's fine. So, El Grande Gato, where did you start? Where did this persona, this get up, get started for you? Uh, let's see,
1: man. Okay. Let me tell you about how it all went down. It was West Philadelphia. I was born and raised in the playground. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, I was gonna no. start
0: beatboxing here.
1: <laughs> no, man, I was. I've been a Panther fan since middle school, man. Ninety nine, two thousand. Uh, fell in love with them there. I was down here in Atlanta. I moved down here in Georgia, and um, the Falcons were trash. Um so, yeah, about ninety nine, two thousand. So. I wasn't really fuck with them. The Saints had Aaron Brooks and they had those guys down there. Joe Horn wasn't really messing with those guys. So
0: you, you know, don't want any to... of that shit.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's why I wear number 87. I got Moose and Muhammad, man. I remember him dominating. Oops. Yeah, he dominated the, the 49ers in one game. He had like three touchdowns. And I just remember how live they were, even though Steve Burline was their quarterback. Uh, <laughs> Moose, I fell in love with him. And it, it was all set in stone from there. Um uh my, my buddy of mine he was a he's a a buccaneers fan since middle school he was a buccaneers fan and uh we would go back and forth and at it man and all through high school and when i came home from college he was like you know you really need to get on youtube and do this and i was like yeah I, i'm not really trying to mess with it i got on youtube i did about a year or so here it wasn't really catching on so i took a break and then i went to facebook i created a facebook group keep and um just start sharing raffles and giveaways and stuff like that. And people were like, wait, hey, let me check this group out. This guy's giving away stuff. And then while I had everybody there, while I'm giving away free products and free, you know, accessories and stuff like that, I just really start putting on live shows in Facebook. And people were just grabbing toward me toward the personality. And then I was able to pull that personality once I got a following and put it back on YouTube. And then
0: the rest is history, man. So Smart man. Yeah, it Smart took man.
1: a minute. It took a minute to, to really get everybody to catch on, but it's here now.
0: Yeah. Who's your favorite Panther? Is it is it Muhammad? Musa Muhammad, number one. That's my guy. That's my guy, man. Tough as nails. I
1: cried when he went to Chicago, when they traded him to Chicago. Um, but my si-
0: players go to die in exactly. Chicago. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Well, my second
0: favorite. That's why Greg Lewis. Olson got the hell out of there.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and he went to Cam, Cam, and Cam Newton came together, and man, they had a beautiful career together as well. But Moose is my favorite, and then uh, Julius Peppers is my second.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. The goat. The goat. Not, yeah.
1: Not, not Steve Smith,
0: but Julius Peppers, the goat. <laughs> my favorite player is Ricky Manning Jr. Mm-hmm. That he was. So I I started becoming a Panthers fan. It was a Super Bowl year, and I. It all started with a bet. I don't want to get into that, but it started with a bet, and I. At the time, I was born and raised the Packers fan, and I started watching the Panthers, and I fell in love with Ricky Manning Jr. And then I just slowly started watching the team and buying apparel, and I just, and then I was going to games, and I'm like, oh my god! And then I moved down. My crazy. I mean, I moved down here, like, yeah, <laughs> so no that's interesting i that's i i figured the 87 that's who who it was but i just wanted to double check and i'm sure fans are curious about it too oh yeah go to the next one do you think serper looks more like a bear or a cat we got we got to end it Uh, we got to end all the shit on this
1: yeah let me tell you this man (laughs) i mean i know we we can't robbie but he's right that motherfucker does look like a bear you know what i mean if i'm not mistaken you know is, is, the, is the whiskers drawn on or are they pipe cleaners or some shit like that?
0: <laughs> it looks like the know. shit I
1: used in second grade <laughs> when I was making art crafts. <laughs> they could do better, man. I, I, but listen, one thing I found out about the Carolina Panthers when it comes to marketing and shit like that, they try to make it as kid-friendly as possible. Real kid-friendly, so I, I get why they got it real cuddly cute. They got it looking like Chuck E. Cheese out there. They're fucking around right out there with blue mustache or whatever, but... I don't know, man. Hey, you're right. I think it's more of a fucking bear. All jokes aside, man. But, uh hey, you, you got to know that's a cat. You got to know that's our mascot, even if it looks like a bear. You got to know that. Sorry, Robert. I can't get you a pass on
0: it. What's that bear doing? Right. <laughs> Shit gets me every time. Man, yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. All right. One thing. I'm sure you've been to tons and tons of Panther games. One thing yeah. you would like to see at Bank of America Stadium, whether that's food, something different about the stadium you want it to be a dope what what do you want to see oh man this is easy Carolina uh, David Temper if you're listening
1: you got to fix that goddamn walkway you got to fix the ability to get to the stadium because I'm walking up and down the hills (laughs) my feet my feet are leaning my knees are knocking it's hell getting to that stadium I don't care where you park man you gonna lose some weight walking around that fucking stadium let's get uh, (laughs) up I hate it, man. I promise you, every time I go there, it's hell on me, man. Get a get a little trolley car or somewhere. You can pay five dollars to get on to the stadium, they'll drop you off in front of it or something. You want you
0: yeah. don't want to take one of those line bikes around, get hit by a car?
1: <laughs> oh, I did. I did. Listen, man, I'm a big dude, man. And, and I felt bad. Poor the white guy. He was on the bike, he was pumping, and his cab muscle was straining, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a big dude, man. And he was he was straining his cab muscle. I said, God bless him. I left him a $20 tip. I'm a 300-pound motherfucker, and you pumping your legs. <laughs> hey, but listen, this guy was in shape. The guy that was riding a little bike stick, he was in shape, man. I said, damn, this guy's calves look like Popeye's arms. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 we got to fix the Tapper. Fix it, man. Fix the way to get to the stadium, man. That guy me. quit his
0: job after that bike ride? He's like, hell no, I'm done
1: here. said <laughs> he did that a suicide. <laughs>
0: Oh man. I love it. Yeah. Oh, big cat. It's been a pleasure with having you on. Thank you so much for joining us this thank evening you, on man. Panthers on tap. We really appreciate it. We're just starting. So getting a guy like you on is, is definitely worth it. And we thank you for your insight and you as a fan, we love every minute of it. If you don't follow him on Twitter, give this guy a follow it's at keep pounding underscore TV check out his youtube channel at keep pounding underscore tv his videos are hilarious he's got some good takes we love you big cat keep meeting you new, too, my man, man. Appreciate, appreciate it i appreciate it keep pounding you have a good night you too again we thank big cat so much such an entertaining guy he's got good insight we appreciate him now let's get to our draft picks of the week This week, I'm going to be promoting this Foothills Brewing. It's here in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. It's a Thousand Smiles Golden Ale. It's pretty smooth. It's got a multi-forward, little superior taste and a clean finish. It's a pretty good beer. It's foaming up right now, so I got to take a little drink here. Man, it's really foaming. But yes, this is a really good beer. Give this one a try. Foothills Brewing in Winston-Salem. Thousand Smiles Golden Ale. Would definitely recommend. Well, thank you guys so much for listening this evening on panthers on tap podcast you can catch all our episodes every thursday on apple music spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts give us a follow on twitter at panthers on tap for all your panthers analysis and breaking news and as always